In today's episode of Respectrum, I will be answering questions about myself and sharing with you why I launched this podcast and give you an idea of what you should expect in subsequent episodes. Hi, I am Father Abraham and Spreading Light is my legacy. Welcome to Respectrum. Together, we gain clarity and the resolve to live with purpose. Blessings. <laughs> We're going to be having a great time today. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Abraham Olokububu and this is episode 1, the introductory episode of the Respectrum podcast. I am really excited about this new journey and I am honored you allowed me into your space. Thank you. But before I get into that in a bit, let me appreciate some VIPs of this show, those who gave feedback about the trailer I released a few days back. So I compiled a number of these comments from the different social platforms through which they were sent and I'm just going to like read through briefly. So starting with Cassie, Cassie sent in star highs emoji, stars emoji times three, uh, digital leader, twirly emoji times six. <laughs> nice trailer, can't wait to hear more. Ashley says, Love the name, love the design, amazing work. Godwin says, another one that was an attention catcher. I will be listening in. Bimbo says, um, Pastor, your voice has changed though. You even sound like an OAP now, Seth. Godwin. <laughs> OAP indeed. Like me, OAPK. Even me, Seth, I'll be like, what am I even thinking? I'll be asking God, Godwin, because. This voice no reach up OAP yet, but we did try. So speaking of voices, I met someone recently, I think in January, and her voice is like phenomenal. I really like her voice. And I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes when I'm reading my books, I kind of read it in my own voice instead of my own voice, which is kind of weird. But yeah, I, I do it. <laughs> and the person should not know about this. But in a way, I don't know how we got here anyway, but I'm not sure why I'm, t- I'm talking about someone else's voices, but the point here is that voices are powerful. Yeah, word. Sukomi says, just listening, clapping emoji, clap emoji, clap emoji. And Bola says, bring it on. That's an emoji. Oluwadara says, this is lovely. Tandy says, well done for the Abraham. Twali emoji. By the way, Twali emoji is like when you raise your two hands up. Omojiwa says, Praying hands emoji, clapping emoji. Manuel says, love this, keep it up. Peculiar says, awesomeness. Fire emoji, well done, Okpe. Yeah, for some of you, Okpe is another name people know me as. People who I went to high school with up until my university know me as Okpe. Story for another day. Prosper says, looking forward to it. Pe- Blessing says, clapping emoji. Samuel clapping emoji, Miles 100% emoji, 100% emoji. Okpe, great fire emoji. Adebola says, AB blue heart emoji, blue heart emoji, blue heart emoji, hands crossed. 
<laughs> yeah, special shout out to Adebola Williams, aka Zoe. She's like a premium hype person. She can hype me for the world and has been like strong, a strong support system to me and a moral system. She might not know this, but she's like always you know, encouraging me in, in, in her own way, home and abroad. Thank you, Debola, for sharing my podcast with your community. Also, shout out to Ibuku of the IBK show for checking up on my podcast progress. So, IBK is always like, when are you going to launch this podcast? What are you working on? How far? How far? How far? We can't wait to get to hear from you. Thank you, IBK. Now we are doing this. Finally, shout out to Ashley for also offering to share my podcast with our community. By the way, Ashley is from Guyana, South America, and she's a YouTube boss lady from where she comes from. Yeah, we are global. We are global citizens. I can play too much. So the, the thing is, I decided to do this shout out because as a content creator, putting out yourself, putting yourself out there, putting your work out there can be really terrifying. And the feedback I've gotten from people, from people that are in the UK with me, uh, people that are in Nigeria and in Ghana, all those feedback was really encouraging and I appreciate it. And this is my own way of showing my gratitude. I initially thought if I did this, it might take a longer time for me to complete the episode, meaning that I have a long, long, a longer runtime of this episode. But I thought to myself again, now my show, and you guys deserve it. So thank you, everyone, for your feedback, and yeah, and I hope to get more, more of that. Anyways, <laughs> and just for your information, uh, from time to time, I will also be dropping in some Nigerian pigeon in between my discussions. It's kind of my thing, even from undergrads. Yeah, I will give translations when I need to, but just the heads up. <laughs> Let's get into the integrity of today. I'm going to be answering a couple of questions. Um, yeah, let's go. One of the things I really want to achieve with this podcast is to make it as participatory as possible. And to begin with, I asked people to send me questions they would like to know about me and I will be responding to them right now. The first question I have here is from Thandi and she asked me, how do you feel about starting the podcast? Honestly, I was terrified. Like... I mentioned earlier, creating content and sharing your views with the world can be frightening sometimes. And also to think about the fact that I have a wide network of people different from different backgrounds, different ideas, ideologies, and that I'll be talking about things that people disagree with or things that people, other persons might not be used to, just, you know, give me the chills. But here I am, I gotta do this and I'm doing this. And also, when I released the trailer, for the first 12 hours, I don't, I don't know if that's accurate, but I know for, some, for a while, I didn't get any comments from anyone, anybody said anything. And I'm like, now wow, 
after all these fine designs I did, no one is saying anything. But eventually, my my people came through and I got the feedback and comments. Not that I want any comment, but just need, need to know that okay, people are seeing what I'm doing or just to get a, a, a bit of um, recommendation what I can do better and just to get a few of things. Yeah. And this is not actually my first podcast. I launched one in 2016 up to 2018 and it was called or it is still called Lead Your Life and it's still on iTunes. I will share a link to that particular podcast in the show notes. So yeah, great. Thank you for the question. Anu's asking me, how do you prepare pepper chicken? <laughs> so let me officially come out to the public and declare to everyone that I'm a foodie. And, and and I don't know it's it's been a suppressed passion, but suddenly it's finding it's finding expression and it's coming to fruition in my life. It's coming from the bottom, and everyone should know now that I'm a foodie. So let me give you a background to this question. So Anu is also studying at the University of Sussex, UK, where I'm also currently doing my master's degree program, and you know became friends and i used to post pictures of my food on my whatsapp stories when i cook i post pictures and we keep sharing um, food joints back and forth on instagram and all those things but the first time she tried my food was on my last birthday that was in january i had a birthday this would barely hang out with a few of my friends here in the uk and she and many other persons like jennifer found out first virus my friend they fell in love with my chicken precisely i had three different chicken re- chicken recipes that I worked on that that day. From that day onward, my chicken had become and is still the talk of the town. <laughs> so persons even were far to like pay money to make more chicken for them. That is how serious it is. My flatmates, they might not eat all my other peppery food, but when it comes to the chicken, they can die there. <laughs> but yeah, and actually, this pepper chicken is not Okay, let me, let me explain it this way. My pepper chicken is an improvised version of CCME's oven grilled chicken recipe. If you don't know her, she is a food and lifestyle blogger, one of Nigerians finest and most accomplished YouTubers. And yeah, so I made a tweak to her recipe. So you can, I will put a link to her own chicken recipe in my show notes so you can get to see the, the full picture. In addition to our recipe, what I did was to add scotch bonnet and a thigh spice I found in an African store here in Brighton and an extra pepper soup spice mix. Instead of using an electric blender to blend all these things together, what I did was to use a manual rotary chopper to blend the scotch bonnet, the ginger, onion and green chill um, in such a way that because it's manual right you won't get a, a a smooth blend so i like the fact that my blends are more like coarse and not i still have a bit of grains of pepper and those ginger and the likes and the onions so that's what makes my chicken recipe different from cmes so yeah you have it now you can make my so-called this is one of the recipes anyway you can you know make my so-called pepper chicken and have fun and enjoy yourself let me know if it works for you AB is asking me, how are you coping with the pandemic? So yeah, we're all staying home, self-isolating, quarantining ourselves with tons of hilarious videos online. It's been a very creative and also very, very um, reflective time for many people. 
aside from the fact that i can't experience my studies properly like i can't go to campus i can't visit the laboratories use the school facility the university facilities the, uh, the studios the media studios and the lights the cameras and all those kids that i originally would have access to my life is pretty much back to normal routines I'm, I'm i'm settling back into my normal work i'm juggling school and personal work all together and yes with a dose of netflix and apple tv when i feel really low like i posted on instagram two days ago i may just be getting tired of being indoors now as an introvert being alone is like a treasure you cherish the time you spend with it. i cherish the time i spend with myself i don't get bored at least to the largest i don't get bored but i think the issue for me right now is having to be indoors based on circumstance and not based on my own choice and on my own doings i feel like okay i'm being indoors not because i i want to be indoors but because i have to be indoors that kind of a thing and so that might be the source of my frustrations once in a while. Yes, I can go for a work, you know, the UK's once in a day, one hour stroll. Yes, that can happen. But in the grand scheme of things, the limitations are kind of annoying. But yeah, I know we're in different times and we have to make peace with that. However, aside from all these things, I'm doing great. I'm working on things I care about, like this podcast and other things that I have in the works with school. And I'm growing in the process. Yeah, thank you for asking. Abe is also asking me, when are you planning to marry now? <laughs> I don't know. People and these marriage questions. Well, I don't have a plan yet, but I suspect it might be two to three years from now. So I'm not in a relationship right now and there is no pressure to be one. I'm fully enjoying myself. Um, so, but who knows, Bay might actually just be somewhere around the corner and if we connect and go through the right process this marriage thing might be sooner than we think who knows <laughs> next question ibukun says um leadership growth getting people to believe and share your dreams goals and passion okay i don't think this is a question per se it's not a specific question but it's more like areas she would want me to address and i can assure that i will be dedicating special episodes to touch on these themes about my own leadership my own growth my struggles, how uh, I get people to work with me, uh, I get people to believe in my work, those who have worked with me generally, the ups and downs of getting people to work with you, people who work with you and don't work with you, people who seem to be working with you but are not really working with you. <laughs> Esther asked me a question, is asking me a question which is quite deep. She says, what were the challenges you faced while growing up any aspect at all i mean those challenges that molded you into becoming the personality you are becoming that is so much becoming in one sentence <laughs> but that's a really very deep question and i'm not even sure where to begin but all right let's see i think fundamentally my major challenge would just be or, okay because it's asking for one challenge or the major challenge i think everything started from my relationship with my dad i didn't i, don't, I didn't have you know as a child i didn't have a very smooth relationship with my dad and i won't get into all the details right now but when the time is right i will be happy to share those details and another caveat is my parents are actually amazing and they've have done their best to raise me and my siblings they have grown so much as parents, as individuals, and they've done a lot better with my siblings. So, yeah, so I just have to put this out there. 
but that core challenge of me and my dad led to many other things like first i didn't feel loved i became very timid i had an inferiority complex i picked up habits like pornography i would get bullied by my peers in school i became a people pleaser i made some terrible teenage mistakes <laughs> i was fundamentally lost let's just see that way the good thing is i've written more about this experience in one of my books titled lead your life i will speak more about how you can get access to this later but in the long run you no know, based on all the things i mentioned i became like an addict i picked up an habit i felt trapped in myself i felt like a nuisance to myself but deep within i still felt like okay i made sense i knew that okay things will get better but there's this struggle inside me these several voices of you can't do it you know it is impossible you, you are not enough you're inadequate you know those demonizing and um those words those ideas are not empowering but deep down in my mind I, and that was things I was struggling with as a teenager but I, deep down I also felt like I was a dreamer as a child because if I may say yeah I was coming with dreamer from my primary school I kept many journals I was always documenting my feelings and writing out the dreams that I had or that I, ha- or I'm, that I had about my future I would write my own poems random musings and so on right and that was the only way i could make sense of everything happening around me having said all this the key ingredient to my growth was having an encounter with jesus at 15. so many people might not know some people might know but my i'm a preacher's kid my dad is a pastor and but i wasn't fully into all these church things like yes i, I go to church from a tender age you know we we were raised in a way that we're very disciplined about serving in church and giving ourselves to people my siblings and i my parents you know sundays we wake up as early as 5 a.m to prepare to go to church and i'm sure i did that for most part of my life if i want to count that in years let's say i'm waking up 5 a.m to go to church on sunday must have been something i did for 10 to 15 years of my 15 probably yeah let's say 10 10 years plus you know i wasn't always in my parents house because of school but let's say 10 years plus and we have to be in church by 7 a.m so that was kind of background i had right so my encounter with jesus was very very it was different from going to church it was not about church but i i was in a dark place as a teenager and i was just lost like i said and this particular day i was alone in my room and i was just thinking about a lot of things and suddenly it was like the gospel of jesus like the gospel i have always been casually engaging with in church and listening to was open to me and i remember this famous john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have an eternal life you know that scripture opened up to me and i knew that god loved me i knew that god loved me i knew that it wasn't about what people yeah my family's love is very important but at that point the reality of the father that was heavenly father loved me gave his son as a as a plan for me had a provision to redeem me and, and call me back to himself 
just was the beginning of a new beginning as I, if I would say it. So that was the major encounter. So at that 15 years old, I began to, you know, that particular encounter opened me up to, to take charge of my life and to take responsibility for who I am and not to give excuses or blame my circumstances for where I was, but to basically choose my responses to life. So at 15, I began to seek help from books, reading blogs. I was reading blogs and you know, seeking professional help. And that's how my transformation phase began between the age of ages of my age between 15 and 16. I was learning to become better. I was and suddenly in that process I it occurred to me that I was not just the one struggling with those things and there are many folks out there like me who were going through these things. Now when I talk about transformation phase, I want to say that it's not like the smooth ride, like there were bombs along the way just to just to establish that. But when I realized that people like me young people like me out there i thought that how could i gather people how could i share what i know with people how could i you know basically create a platform to engage other young people so what i i started with then was a facebook community and i was using the facebook group called royal youth forum to engage with people in my own small teenager mindset for motivational articles with random development personal development articles to jokes and all those other things that I felt could engage us on the group and the group grew to about 800 members in a year and the rest they say is history. This was a challenge and this process I mentioned was how I became a new person. Yeah, thanks thanks to Jesus, forever thanks to Jesus, I am what I am by the grace of God. In a world where we are fighting and promoting freedom, human rights, safe spaces, in some situations it's okay to tell you it's okay to say to people that you're an activist it's okay to say that you're a creative you're a community developer a designer a coach all those titles and all those amazing things but when you mention that mention your faith or when in my case when i say i'm a christian you get the vibe of oh it's one of those mindless ships that say jesus is alive or you get the vibe that my choice to believe in God, you no know, makes my intellectual capacity questionable and those kind of reactions you get from people. But I just have to say this out there. I am what I am by the grace of God. And this is a core part of everything I'm doing. It's coming out from this this fundamental experience of my life. Yeah, I hope that would make sense to someone out there. Another question from Olumide here is what personal slash career development readings made you start Social Good Lagos? Also, Tyre is asking the same question. He's asking what is your motivation behind Social Good? So I'm going to be stating like same thing. We're merging these two together. First, I would say that I've always seen three interconnected parts to solving the issue of economic growth and social inclusion. And these three connected parts are people, systems and infrastructure when individuals with selfless value systems have the relevant skills and tools and can access the needed resources with the proper network and collaboration then we would be creating sustainable systems and institutions for development and not first aids for development like first aids are very good right but 
let's look into more of preventive things let's create institutions and structures and and policies that will help us run our society in a more inclusive way but in the end at the center of all these things are people people are the center of all those things that is the core philosophy that drives my professional development is i'm a people person when i'm a people person i have the heart for people to be better i have a heart for people to to be a contributor i want to see people maximize their potential and be a contributor in their communities so whether i'm working with leaders at different levels to build their ideas you know to help them put frames and structures to the to their goals and to their ideas or whether i am creating platforms that empower young people or generally people to be social change agents or when i'm working to amplify the work and the impact of change makers that i've come in contact with through design and storytelling at the core of everything i'm doing you will find people there you find that i'm about human capacity development how can people um, grow how can people be a contributor how can we maximize the potential that people have the creativity the ideas and all those resources embedded in humans so for me it's all about people and leadership and everything else in between are just tools and processes to me proud social good lagos for sure let me just say sgl i started as a teenage content creator in in 2011 through a facebook group i mentioned the facebook group earlier but i grew from the facebook group to starting a blog and then i i learned I'm trying to like crash everything into into one sentence or into one very very short statement because because it's a longer story so i i from blogging i i learned how to code i started building websites i moved on to learning design and i became some sort of badass in, in new media and, and design as it were i spent the most of 2011 to 2017 on my platform courses in the live journal it is still online, you can Google it, or I'll put a link in the show notes here. And leverage conference, an annual conference I was running to um, build the capacity of young people for leadership. So the goal then was to use my story and my experience as a wake-up call to many young people, right? That young people, you can be a that beacon of hope and a voice of truth. I know that's what I want young people to know. And as I developed my tech and media side, I began to see an intersection between all these different things I was doing, right? Then I, I found out about Plus Your Good in 2012, I think 2013. And I saw that it was a global community of the UN Foundation using emerging technologies and new media to drive innovation, social change, and advancing the sustainable development goals. And I was hooked and I joined the community. Then moving on from that, for me, it also presented like an opportunity to connect my ideas with a global movement. I was a low-key part of the community for a while until 2017 when I volunteered to host a local meetup of the Plus Social Good annual summit during the UN General Assembly in 2017. So there was this partnership that I, I got with Start Zone. It's now called the Zone Tech Park in Lagos and Lagos Startup Week. And we had our first pilot event and that was a success it was a success and i suggested to the global community manager that okay having lagos the lagos chapter of the plus social good network would be like a key development to the entire community and she was sold and i got the approval to found one and i had to work out all the legal requirements now because i believed in collaboration 
and I wanted us, I wanted to have the right set of people and experiences. I saw the need to invite some people to join me, so I invited my friends Toby Aibogu and Kwelumi Obisheson to join me to co-found SGL in 2018. After that pilot event within 2017, so this is how we got there. But ultimately, the mission for us at SGL is to create a connecting and empowering platform for change makers, for people who have ideas and who want to like be like solution providers to able to create that platform where they can connect and create something amazing that can solve problems relating to this sustainable development goals. And I, we believe that everyone has a role in helping design the right systems for development based on different cultural and geographic contexts and we believe that the solutions we need are not for the selected few so in order not to leave anyone behind we must find new ways to get different people involved right so this is something that is foundational to the existence of social good lagos and mostly if i can say all social good networks across the world we are still long shot from the vision and the mission but I don't give up easily. <laughs> I'm working and I'm still working and I'm committed to working and reworking till I get it right. So I hope I answered I answered your question properly. But this is how we got here. This is the that that was the background and this is where we are now. Another question from Tayo is asking what qualifications do you think is important for every social entrepreneur? So I'm not sure if this is like academic or professional qualifications, but this is how I understand the question. So the key quality of any social entrepreneur is clear evidence of social impact. That's what separates a regular entrepreneur from a social entrepreneur in the sense that profit is not the driver of the business, but the passion and the commitment to solve problems in your community. So. You'll be definitely making money because you, you know if you're not if you're not making any money you're not an entrepreneur but a social entrepreneur is a step forward from just making money but creating social change creating something that affects your community whether it's education health you're working on education health agriculture unemployment and so on your business would demonstrate clearly its positive effects on the social systems of your community and you will definitely need to develop critical thinking learn about design thinking you will definitely need to develop skills on how to communicate and connect and collaborate with the community that you're working with so that you guys can work together to create those things you have in your heart or those things you are passionate about it's a lot simpler to say and it's a lot more than what I've said but this is the fundamentals of social entrepreneurship a business an enterprise that is making money that has a clear business model but at the core of this business is the social change that you're creating is that you're impacting your community you are solving problems Taya is also asking me if you are to do just one good to make the world a better place what would it be? Just one good, right? If I just have to do one thing, if I just have one shot, it would be solely about being the change that I want to see. I can make the world a better place by being better, by shamelessly being what God wants me to be. So if I have got one shot, this is what I'm going to focus on. 
someone says what do i currently do so the keyword here is currently do what do i currently do because i like to see myself as a growing tree with many more branches and fruits on the way so right now i am an ma student at the school of media films and music university of sussex studying media practice for development and social change with my key focus on digital media and i'm interested in social change and how it intersects with new media culture design and emerging technologies so on one end i'm a, I'm a creative director of bravo dg i work with non-profit and social enterprises i help them with creative designs brand communication strategies and basically helping them use new media to amplify their work i also work with struggle legos like i mentioned earlier and I also work with Leverage Africa. So plenty, plenty of things. So just click on, <laughs> check out the link in my show notes to access my biography and you see a lot more about me there. What are my superpowers? Primarily the gospel of Jesus is my superpower. Praying in tongues and worship. <laughs> but professionally, my superpower will be creative designs, design thinking, digital leadership strategy, brand development and strategy, leadership coaching and mentoring, trainings and facilitating of my classes. I love teaching. I like teaching. So this would be my professional superpowers. And most times you will see me working on projects that are focused on broader quality education, communications for development, entrepreneurship, equality and inclusion, youth and leadership development, technology for good and good governance. These are projects that I have worked on or have collaborated with some people, some organizations to work on, right? But at the center of everything, what I bring on board is my digital and my media skills, my creative skills. Someone is asking what inspired me to launch this podcast. So by now, <laughs> I think you should already know that introvert like us, it's not like we don't like to talk. In fact, we like to talk <laughs> most of the time. We're always talking internally. We always say something. We're always in, in process, processing something in our mind. And we only get to verbalize these things when we find some sort of safe environment or persons to exchange those things with. So primarily, I would consider myself a, a thinker because before any other professional title, right? Because of how my mind works. I try to like challenge a lot of things and what we call normal in our society. So I find myself writing a lot about things. But a long time ago, I I, I got this conviction within me that through the, my words will be an instrument to bring justice to, to those who need it and help people out of dark times in their lives and also guide people to their true north, to who they really are. I, I, I have that conviction. And recently, I just felt like I need to share more with the world, particularly young people who I believe are rising and who will emerge and take over from the current leaders that we have in the world today. And I feel like I want to create a community with young people and see how we can we can really prepare for the future and be the future that we want to see. I'm still camera shy, but I want to create a safe space for myself to talk. And this is why I'm starting with the podcast. <laughs> I'm stepping out in faith and yeah, I want to be able to like share freely about myself, my values, my beliefs and my experiences and my growth process. I want to be able to have open conversations, talk about what I know, what I don't know, my experiences, my faith work, 
all tying down to how we can help us become more effective leaders in our community and how we can rise to um, responsibility. And frequently, I also have guests from different countries and they'll be joining us on the show. But in summary, through my research, my stories and my experiences, I hope that you will get applicable insights to move forward your dreams, your goals and ultimately live the life that you want to live with intent and with purpose. What inspired the show name Respectrum? The inspiration is from my background in physics. How white light through a refractive materials, white light can become other range of colors, can come out as other range of colors, what you know as a rainbow. And we have other lights that you cannot see, infrared light, infrared waves, and other waves that are in that spectrum. <laughs> I'm using the word spectrum. And that band that comes from that single white light, right? And I, I just, for me, I feel like, okay, through the prism of my own life, I want to be able to share a wide range of conversations and opinions about things that I have come in contact with about ideas and I'm processing. And from my journey, I just want to like share this with the world. So that I'm calling spectrum, meaning that it's one person, but a different array of ideas and a different, you know, stream of thoughts and that I want to be sharing. In addition to this, I am fascinated by the process of my becoming than the expression of my becoming in the sense that I'm more interested in what happens inside me, the thought process, how I make these things come to be, what what is happening in my mind, how I see the world, than what people see me doing or the things that I have done or even the things that I'm doing or the things that the awards, the accolades and all those things, they are nice but for me, I always spend more time in the process. I want to know what's happening, how it's happening. And so, my, by my very nature, I'm very reflective. I am. I internalize a lot. I like to dissect things. And then I cherish process, like I said, I cherish systems, I, I cherish design, I, 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 I cherish experiences. Because I know that when I understand processes, when I understand what the engine behind all these things that people are seeing, I can always replicate them over and over again. I can teach people how to replicate them. And I'm never scared of losing an idea or people stealing an idea or a competition because I've come a long way to understand that I have a strategic advantage. As long as I look inwards, I can never be at a disadvantage. Someone's asking, what motivates me to lead change? So my primary motivation comes from the deep sense of purpose I get knowing that I can do something significant about the challenges I see around me. I am motivated by the desire to create a conducive environment and a society where the younger generations can thrive and fully maximize their potential without being marginalized or without them being a victim of nepotism or being frustrated by bureaucracies in different sectors. To sum it up, to sum it up, eh, I am motivated by what I want my epitaph to read when I finally leave this world. I would want you to read something like this. Abraham was a very great friend whose life served as a light in many dark places. 
what are your values and ethos i value knowledge selfless service i can't really stand people who are just all by all about themselves like i don't know how to tolerate that kind of a thing i value charity not primarily in the sense of philanthropy but charity is how you have benevolent people trust collaboration integrity and excellence in addition i would not trade my freedom for anything i love an environment that stimulates my vision and allows me to fully express my passion and i choose to be driven by my vision and not by survival so freedom is very key i have turned down many so-called financial opportunities because they were outside the confines of who i was and what i would want to do my leisure activities in my spare time i think i like not that i think so i found myself collecting a lot of books artwork online designs that inspire me interactive designs artwork installations that i've seen online i also do a lot of my own personal photography and writing so this is pretty much how i spend my private time my leisure time i don't want to know i don't know if i recall coaching people online leisure no that's not leisure that's not part of work but yeah this is my leisure the final question what is my legacy hmm. i wrote this on my personal website and i think i'm just gonna say it out again so this is what i have written down as my legacy and i always go back to read it um so it reads at the end what i care about is not recognition or accolades but how i made people feel to have lived my life as a source of inspiration by bringing comfort to hearts hope to dreams and visions to fruition accompanied by solid integrity at the end of my life i hope that to my friends and family i was loving available and supportive of everyone's dreams and stood by them in both in both the good and dark times in the communities i worked in i want to be remembered for the guy who made things work for being a beacon of hope and light to the coming generation i will sum it all by saying that my life would redefine what true leadership should be what is it means to serve humanity with all that i have got because we are not in this world for ourselves that sums up a lot of the questions people have been asking me so i talked about my book lead your life earlier where you get more details about my struggles and my background and many things about the fundamental principles that guide who i have become now though i wrote it today this is 2020 i wrote it in 2017 am i right yeah it's it's wow it's three years wow <laughs> but i want to give the book out for free and i just want you to learn something about how to overcome inertia in our lives and lead our lives with intent and that book is has gotten a lot of rave reviews from people that i sent it to to read i want to give it out to you for free 
check out the link in my show notes and have access to lead your life digital copy yeah that's my gift to you so yes this is the introductory episode and we've come a long way i made it this far i'm happy you made it this far this is so much gist for one day and i hope you have learned a bit about me and i hope i will get to see more of you thank you for listening to this episode of respectrum i if you find this really useful please share this podcast or tell a friend about it if you want to learn more about me just follow me on twitter i mean twitter like twitter and instagram you get it <laughs> at i am o abraham connect with me uh, i'll put more of these links in my show notes below and you can always go back to the links i've mentioned yeah get to see all these things i'll be seeing you next week but right now i just wanted to remember that together we are unstoppable see you next time <laughs>